Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah, the first chapter. I just want to read a a few things, a couple things here to you. Thank you, Mike. Jeremiah chapter 1. Said the words of Jeremiah, the son of Nilakia, of the priests who were in Anath. You know, these names always... um, I'm just going to confess, they don't trip me up. Jeremiah, the son of, part of the problem is that my print is so small. I left my other tablet at home. This one is uh, to fit on this little tiny tablet. The print is very small. The son of Hilkai and the priests who were in Anathoth and the land of uh, Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. In the 13th year of the Lord, it came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you, I knew you. Formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you should go to all You shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And if you go over to Ezekiel, let you turn to Ezekiel. This is chapter 3. Probably places you don't turn a whole ton, but uh, you can uh, look at this with me as well. Ezekiel, the third chapter. We're going to look in uh, the 16th verse. A lot of good things said before this, but 16th verse says, Now it came to pass at the end of the seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. You know, there's a lot of places in the, in the Bible where this is said, but this phrase, I believe the Lord reminded me or brought this attention, this to my attention, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, the word of the Lord came to me saying, there's a lot of instances where this has happened, but these two have always kind of stood out to me. You know, uh, uh, Jeremiah didn't have necessarily the most easy message to give, but the word of the Lord came to him. He said, don't be afraid of their faces. He said, I've known you from your mother's womb. The word of the Lord came and told him exactly what he needed. Ezekiel, the word of the Lord came to him and told him exactly what he needed to do. I've called you to be a watchman. We need some more watchmen. Watch ladies, right? I believe the Lord has called folks to stand in these positions. But the Lord and the scriptures say that the word of the Lord came to me saying. And um, I just want to tell you tonight that the word of the Lord has come to you as well. The word of the Lord has come to you as well. You know, you, you, you go through seasons in life and, and times. And I've had times where the Lord specifically spoke to me and heard the voice of the Lord. I'm not saying necessarily audibly, but you know. Uh, in my heart, had the Lord speak to me. And, you know, we ought to expect the Lord to speak to us. So do you ought to expect the Lord to speak to you. And it's not weird. It's not difficult, right? 
If you're in fellowship with him, it's easy to hear the voice of the Lord. And I like to say, I always say that because people make it some mysterious. It's not mysterious. We're sons and daughters. It's what we do, right? We just hear the voice of the Lord. We, we hear him. And so I've had times where the Lord has come, maybe in, in a particular season where something was going on, the voice of the Lord came to me. The Lord, the Lord spoke to me. And boy, I'm so thankful for those times when he spoke and brought something to my attention, gave me direction, gave me insight into something or cleared something up or answered a question. Thank God for that. But uh, I want to just remind you tonight that you have something in your hand that you have access to 24-7. And I want to tell you, the word of the Lord came to you saying. The word of the Lord has come to you saying. You know, I'm so thankful for those times in the past where the Lord has spoken to me about things, you know, especially. And, I, and I'm grateful for those and I'll have more of those. But you know, go through other times where I, I become so thankful for this right here. I'm become just, just in the last week, we came back from camp, you know, and, and, uh, it was such a practical camp and, and, uh, a lot of things discussed, just practical things. And, and, uh, I just was like, Lord, thank you so much for these. Thank you for your simple direction. Thank you for your simple insights. Thank you that you've made it so clear and so plain to us and just spending time in, in the word, you know, since, uh, just, just here in the last few days, just, just once again, a renewed appreciation for God's word. A renewed appreciation for the word of the Lord that's come and has spoken to my life. Pastor this morning talking about, you know, people reading their Bibles and spending time. He said, you know, coming to church. If, if they're not coming to church, they're probably not reading their Bible. What a shame to miss out on such a precious thing that we have access to. This is the very word of God. I just want to read a few things to you tonight. A few scriptures. Go over to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews the fourth chapter. These are probably verses that you know, but we need to be reminded of these things. I believe if we'll approach God's word with a place of understanding and revelation of what it is. It's not just ink and paper and sometimes too thin a paper that our writing and our highlight bleeds through and it aggravates us because it gets on the script. Anybody been there before? But this last week, I've been, last two weeks, I guess, I've been searching for a new Bible. My Bible, my pages are falling out. So my favorite Bible, they're not making it anymore. And it just, oh, just, but you know, it's more than just print. It's more than just pieces of, of, of paper and, le- and, and ink with wound, bound in leather. These are the very words of God, inspired by the Spirit of God. Hebrews chapter 4 says, for the word, this is verse 12, sorry, verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful. Say that, living and powerful. Living and powerful. It'd be one thing if it was just living, but it's living and powerful. (laughs) Whoo, praise God. The word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Notice the word of the Lord is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Not public opinion, not what grandma said, not even what you thought. It's the word of the Lord, which is the discerner of these things. Woo, praise God. We, li- we live in a time where we need discernment. 
between heart and soul, what, what our hearts tell us and what our emotions want to say. We need a discerner between the incense and purposes of the heart. We need something that can point these things out in our life and make it absolutely clear. Let me tell you, anything outside of the God's, God's word can lead you astray can point out a solution that is not there, give you an answer that doesn't exist, but only God's word can divide between the two. I'm so thankful for this. Amplified says, for the word of God, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, two-edged sword cuts both ways. You ever had a two-edged sword? Two-edged sword? I haven't had one either. I'm Q, you've never had one with all of your love of just, he just he's only had a one-edged sword. Well, you've, you've had one right here. Q likes all that stuff. But anyway, he does. He does. He's an absolute nerd. But anyway, we love him. But it's sharper than any. T- a two-edged sword cuts, cuts on every side. Woo, powerful in every area. You can't hide from a two-edged sword. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating to the divining line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. Of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The Living Bible says, For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It's sharper than the sharpest dagger. Cutting swift and cutting deep in our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. I tell you, the Word of God is such an important thing in our lives. I wrote something down here. I'm trying to find it. I heard a minister say this years ago, and it stuck with me. It says, the Word of God is more than just a road map. It's just more than a road map. Remember, it's living and it's powerful. I just want to stir you up tonight to appreciate what you have. Thank God for good messages. You need good messages. Thank God for great books. I, I've got, I was just thinking today, I've got a whole shelf full of books. Half of them I've not even gotten to to read yet because by the time I see one good book, I find another. I want to get that one too. Thank God for good books, right? None of them compare to the Word of God. Do you know how privileged we are to have this? You know how privileged we are to have, have access to this, the, to, have, to get it in all these different translations, all the, it's written in all these different ways that can speak directly into your life. How privileged we are. Many just see it as, as a road map. And thank God it is a road map. But it's also a tour guide. Think about that. It's not just a road map, but it's a tour guide. A road map gives you directions on where to go, but, it's, but a tour guide goes with you. A roadmap can tell you, you know, how to go somewhere and what to do, you know, and I, I love the amazing race. I've been an amazing race, watching the amazing race. My brother and I have tried to get on it many times and have yet to get on there, but I love the amazing race, you know, and they'll get directions from somebody. Where's this at? And somebody will say, well, you go down here and you do this and you do that. You know, the people who win the amazing race, it's the ones that say, where is something? And they'll, and a person will go, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a roadmap and this is where you go. And that person says, that's great, but why don't you go with me? Oh, thank you for telling me that. But even better yet, since you can tell me what it is, why don't you just come on with me? What are they saying? Why don't you be my tour guide? Because a tour guide not only knows the points of interest along the way, but I tell you, they know all of the details. They know of all the tendencies of, how, of things that happen on the way there. It's not just a roadmap, but it's a tour guide. Listen, it's living and it's powerful. 
If you approach it as a, as a roadmap only, it doesn't have that, that personalized, firsthand, on the spot, 24-7, active, in the midst of everything that's going on, instruction that is designed to have. We need to see it for what it is. We need to recognize for what it is and allow the Spirit of God to, to use the Word of God and to speak and as our, in our time of study, in our time of meditation, become the tour guide in our life. We need it in the times we live in. If any generation's ever needed it, we need it now. And every generation has needed it, right? <laughs> More than just a roadmap, but it's a tour guide. We should be hungry for that. It's living, breathing, life-giving. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, I love this scripture. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. I'm sure many of us could quote it. I just want to stir you up tonight. I just want to encourage you tonight. Proverbs chapter 4. Anybody know what verse I'm going to look at? Verse 20, that's it. My son, give attention to my words. Remember, this is a book of wisdom. Give attention to my words. Attention is more than a a passing glance. Attention is active, right? Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart. The Greek word for that word depart actually means to drift past. Don't let them drift past your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. What are they? His words. They're life. They are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Their life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. We, the word of the Lord has spoken to us. The word of the Lord has come to us. It is life and it is health. Listen, we need to spend more time in this than we do in the the New England Journal of Health, because this is life and this is actual health. Not information, it is life and it is health to our flesh. Amen. Ooh, praise God, the message. I know we don't spend a lot of time on the message, but we're going to look at it every now and then, right? It says, dear friends, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. I love that. Concentrate. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words, live, really live. Body and soul, they're bursting with health. They're bursting with health. And they live, they don't just live, they really live. Can I just say, there there is a life that we can have that's better than what we've known. There's a life we can walk in. There's a life we can experience here on this side of eternity. There's a life that we can have that's better than what other generations have experienced. And yeah, but, but what's going on? Even in the midst of the devil doing the very best that he can do, there's still a life for us that we can live. We can really live. We can really enjoy. You're not going to find it in any place other than his word. That's where we find it. Let's develop an appetite for the word of God. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter, the first chapter. I've been spending a lot of time reading Peter. I just love it. Peter will challenge you. First Peter will absolutely challenge you. First Peter chapter 1 in the 22nd verse. 
Originally, I was going to start in verse in chapter two, verse one. But I thought I got we got to go back and just start in twenty in the the first chapter, verse twenty two. Since 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 you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love for the brethren, brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because as the flesh, all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its, and its flower falls away. But, 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 you know, the thing, I, when, I, when I read this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older myself. That's hard to imagine, right? The pastor, you know, we were talking about this morning, she kind of has been coming for 40 years. I think I've got a picture with me and Cindy, and I was like seven or eight, probably one of their first trips here. I was a lot smaller back then. But, but you know, as time goes by, you realize that grass withers, flowers fall away. You know, that, that's, it, it happens. That's, that, that's, that's life here. Things don't stay the same. Naturally speaking, they don't stay the same. But I'm so glad For this next word, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Listen, I'm not attaching my boat. I'm not I'm not attaching my ship to something that withers and falls away. I've made a decision to lay hold of the things that will last forever. When these things are changing around us, I tell you, we've got something right here that lasts forever. I like things that last a long time. And not just last, but they're, 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 a, they're a shell of what they used to be. But things that last, and, and, and they get better with time. They get better with age. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't even want to know. I, I, I like things that are better as time goes on. You know, I was thinking the other day, you know, it's hard to believe Amy and I have been married for 26 years. Is that right? You're 20? Yeah, 26. Yeah, we're in our 20. That's hard to believe. But, you know, I, I was just thinking, man, after 26 years, I'm, I'm more grateful for her today than I was 26 years ago. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that, that, that God blessed me. I'm grateful for, for what I have. I'm grateful for, for that relationship that God gave me. Why? Because time has gone on, but it's proved to be more valuable to me. Well, time goes on, and, and this proves to be more valuable this proves me more valuable every single day. We might say, well, Pastor Greg, I don't really, I don't, it's not been, I, I can't really say that for me. Well, open it up. Stop believing something about it that, not, that it's not true. It's not a chore. It's not, it's not an obligation. It's the very living word of God. There's health. There's life in it. There's liberty in it. There's freedom in it. There's what you need in it. Whew, thank God. Thank God. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Therefore lay aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes. That today that stood out to me is newborn babes. You know what do babies want? Newborn babes? They just want to eat and they just want to sleep. They don't care about what's on the TV. They don't care about anything else. They just want to eat and sleep. That's all they want. He said, as newborn babes, single-minded in our focus, single-minded in our affection, 
right? Single-minded. Not, they're not looking, a newborn babe's not looking at, to, to, to spend time doing something else. This is, this is what they want. This is what they need. He said, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Growth only happens from the word of God. Spiritual growth only happens through the word of God. Listen, if we find ourselves, now there are seasons that we go through where, you know, you just have to, you just have to push through. You just have to just make a determination, you know, that you're just going to push through, you know. I think sometimes people think, you know, our walk with God is always just every day, just, um, just like, I can't believe. It should be exciting. It should be exciting. It's kind of when you get married, you first married. I mean, everything's great, right? After 26 years, you're like, well, you know, this is, this is life. This, there's routine here. It's still good, but there's routine. But if we're going to grow, if we're going to mature, we've got to get past chasing after spectacular things. In past, looking at, going after things that just, that just, that excite us naturally and excite us, get our attention and, and our, get our, get us, get us stirred up, our minds stirred up. And recognize that the only true growth that can happen is through a steady diet of the Word of God. You can't grow spiritually. And if you find yourself not growing, how do you know if you're not growing? How do you know if you're not growing? Well, if the Lord's not revealing things to you, if you're growing tired of what you've already heard, there's a good indication that maybe you're not growing. If there's not a desire on the inside of you for these things, maybe you're not growing the way you should be growing. But you make a decision to desire the Word of God. Make a decision to desire what He said. Make a decision to desire this as a newborn babe. Even whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to go after this. Why? Because there's life in it and I'll grow. I'm telling you, if you'll do that, God will begin to speak. Things will become clearer. You'll find that freshness again. There's no reason to grow cold. There's no reason to grow dormant. There's no reason to grow just apathetic. The Word of God is living and powerful. See, when I sit down with his word, I'm like, Lord, I never saw that before. Where have I been? There's so much here for us. Praise God. Isaiah 55 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. This is Isaiah 55, 11. It shall not return to me void, empty, or without fruit, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. I tell you what, it will produce in your life. I just want to encourage you tonight. I know we're a Bible, a faith church. Let's not forget what a valuable thing that we have, the Word of God. Let's not forget how valuable. I love, I do, I get up and I, and, and I check Tomahawk Nation every day. I admit I look at it to see what they're saying. But it's, and it's not good usually, but... If you don't know what that is, uh, it's a terrible website about a terrible football team. But anyway, I look and see what later, latest hope that they're trying to give us that's not going to happen. But anyway, uh, but it, t- it doesn't take the place of God's Word because there's no life in it. There's no, there, there, there's no answers in it. But this right here, the Word of the Lord has come and spoken to us. <laughs> Praise God. Go over to James chapter 1. So I just wrote down a bunch of verses, and we won't have time to get to all of them, but I think you get my point tonight. James chapter 1. Mm. This is such a big deal. This is such an important part of, of, of what God's Word, this living document that we have, what it does. 
James chapter 1, verse 21, that says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Amplified Classic says, says, So get rid of all uncleanliness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which planted and rooted in our hearts contains the power to save your souls, to save our souls. A steady diet of God's word will have a huge effect on your mind. It'll have a huge effect on how you see things. It'll have a huge effect on how you think. You know, in the new birth, that we're complete in him, but we're not mature. We don't think right. We're, mature. We're, we're, we're complete, but we're not mature yet. We need God's word to mature us. We need his word to help us think the way we need to think. Romans chapter 12, first verse. I know you know this one as well. I, I, these scriptures are some of my favorites. The Lord brings me back to this often as a reminder. Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or rational service. If we want to see God be who he really is in our life, in us and through us, we have to do these things. We have to present our bodies a living sacrifice. We must do it. It is reasonable. If the church is going to be who he's called us to be, we have to do this. But it goes on to say, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This living word that we have is the very thing that protects our thoughts, trains our thoughts. It has the power to, 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 to work out of us things that people have said, things that have been handed down to us, ideas and things that have been put into us over the years. And, and, and the influence, more importantly, the influence of the age we're living in. The influence of this age that we're living in. How many know that the, this age and the voice of this age, the way of thinking of the day that we live in, is going the wrong direction? It, it's going, I said it's going the wrong direction. It's going, we, we cannot afford to be, to be slow to judge Thoughts, popular opinions, ideas, attitudes. We, 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 we can't afford to just be lazy. That really, that's really, that's it right there. We can't afford to be lazy. And just allow, just whatever, just kind of allow it to shape how we look at things. We, we can't afford that. We just can't, we can't have it. The ideas of this age, the idea, you know, the very ideas of this age will talk you right out of your faith entirely. The idea and the voice, the opinion, the thoughts of this age will completely talk you out of everything that Jesus has done for you if you listen to it long enough. The longer you listen, the more likely you are to believe it. I'm not trying to scare you, but that, that's the truth. The longer you hear it, the more you hear it, the more it starts chipping away. And the more it's, We have to be on guard for these things. Well, this, how do you protect ourselves? What do we do? Do we hide away? God has not called us to hide away. I said, God has not called us to hide away. A light cannot be hidden. He said that we are the light of the world. A light brings, is stand, a light kind of stands out in darkness. A light kind of by nature of what it is, you can't help but to see it. 
You ever been someplace, you know, gone to the mountains and you go someplace, you're doing a tour of a cave, you know, and they take you down way underground. We've done this, you know, us and our kids. Steve, have you never done this? I know you have. He's taking his head. No, he's just so difficult sometimes. But anyway, uh, going down these caves, you know, going this tour way down, you know, and, and, uh, and, and they go down there and they have you sit down. Everybody sit for a minute. We're going to turn the lights out entirely. Everybody been in there before? And they turn it out and there is zero light whatsoever. I'm talking about like the absence of light. That's just a little, a little side thought. One reason why we should be, be grateful for what we have. People who don't know Jesus, they're headed to a place where there's an absolute absence of light. Zero amount of light. Not an ounce of the presence of God. Not an ounce of the character of God. We've got a job to do. But if we're going to do it, we've got to know who we are. We've got to protect the way we think. We've got to protect our minds from being infiltrated and infected with the thoughts of this world. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it is good. Just because it sounds, uh, just because people like it doesn't mean it's right. But you're in this place with absolute darkness. And they turn the lights off. We've been there before. It, when you're in absolute darkness, when there's no light there, it's actually kind of like it messes with you. I mean, who've done it before, like, you're just standing there, everything's good. You, gotta, you know, you think it's dark. You think, I mean, you think it's dark right now. And then they, they turn it out and it's completely dark. When it goes completely dark, I don't know about anybody else, it, almost every time to me, I kind of go, anybody else do that too? Like, whoa. I mean, it's, it's almost, it almost throws you off a little bit because it's so dark. It's amazing what your eyes can pick up on. Just a little bit of a little bit of light will bring stability. But when there's no light whatsoever, I mean, it, it, it puts you, it, it, you get, it's, 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 it's unnerving. It's, whoa, what's happening? Well, by nature, when you turn a light on, in that kind of environment, if somebody turns their cell phone on, can't get signal in a cave, but you can turn it on, right? And they turn that cell phone on, the light from that screen, suddenly, you, you can't hide, you can't, everybody sees it. Everybody in the room sees it. We've been called to be a light. We've been called to not hide away. Listen, we're, we're in a time where we need, to, we need to step up. All creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of men, us to take our place, right? And we've got to be willing to be seen and be heard. We can't hide away. Well, how do we, how do, we do that? How are we effective at doing that? You, get, you have to renew your mind. You've got to let the Word of God change the way you think and affect how you see things. I'm telling you, if you will give God's Word time, I guarantee you He'll challenge you. I guarantee you He'll challenge you. I would dare say we probably all have some thoughts and some ideas that have been influenced by this age that aren't from Him. I guarantee we probably all have got several things that were like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And later, like, oh, that's not right at all. That's what God's word will do for us. It'll point these things out in our life. Amplify said, don't be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after, its, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitudes. I love that. New ideals and new attitudes. Oh, we need a heavenly attitude on things. God's attitude. We ought to see people the way God sees them, but we ought to see sin the way God sees it. Hmm. 
We ought to see disobedience the way God sees it. Find my place here. By its new ideals and new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Hmm. Kind of looking through here. You know, that scripture in um, Proverbs said to give attention to his word. There is a difference between hearing the word of God and making it a part of your life, making it a part of you by meditating on it. Similar to a waterfall, it sounds pretty, soothing, makes a beautiful picture, but until you dive in it, it won't really refresh you, clean you, or sustain you. The word of God can be pretty on the outside, can have good things to say, but until you meditate on it, it won't actually do anything lasting for you. It's each of our responsibilities to get into the Word of God. Read it, believe it, live it, obey it. You know, Pastor this morning was talking about the storms of life. You have in Matthew chapter 7, the 24th verse, the storms of life, how they come to all of us. And uh, they do come to all of us. You know, in the midst of, I wrote this down, in the midst of a storm or battle, if you can't find what he's saying, thankfully, you can find what he said. In the midst of something, when you can't, maybe you can't hear what he's saying at the moment. Maybe, maybe, maybe your attention's a little distracted at the moment. You can always find what he said. You can always find what he said. Why? Because the word of the Lord has spoken to us. There's so much in here. There's so much in here. Really, the answers for life are found right here. Thank God for the Spirit of God when He speaks to us. But how many know this is the stabilizer? This is the safety net. They're the things that, you know, there's a lot of voices in the world. There's a lot of voices can speak. This is how we keep safe. This is how we know His will. This is how we keep safe. This right here. I want to encourage you spend time in this. Spend time in this. There's a lot of places you can spend your time. None of them will do what this will do for you. None of them will produce what, what, what this will produce in your life. None of them will. Amen? Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. We're going to develop, maintain a real love for God's Word. The answers that we need are there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Father, we honor you. Father, we bless you. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for today. This morning was awesome. Tonight was wonderful. We're grateful for times we can come together as a, as a family and spend time with you. We're grateful. We're thankful for that. Thankful for good messages and things that stir us and encourage us. Father, we're grateful for those, those times, those things. What a blessing. But Father, we're also grateful for the daily opportunity we have to fellowship with you, to spend time with you, to hear from you, to be fed, to be led, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to be instructed, to be guided. 
in every area of life, the daily opportunity we have through your word. Father, help us to grow in our appreciation and understanding. Lord, I ask for myself and everybody here, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Father, help us to see what we need to see. Help us to understand things that we've not understood. Lord, as we spend time seeking you and searching you out, Father, I'm, I'm, I'm asking and I'm grateful and I'm thankful that you'll reveal yourself to us. Father, we love you. We're so grateful. Lord, we'll be good stewards of this. We'll be good stewards of the word that you've given us. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.